Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, and we're broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. So, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. I am very excited about the show. We've had lots of great feedback, so it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you know, we did have a lot of great feedback after yesterday's show. Um, and this is a continuation of yesterday's show. You guys can go back on Real Estate Coaching Radio or, of course, on Inman News Features and listen uh, to the first part of today's show. And the topic is 10 Strategies to Stop Toxic People from Driving You Nuts. And, you know, uh, Jules, the thing that people seem to be, agents seem to be reacting to um, was the fact that they can say no. And, and we gave them some um, signs, maybe early warning signs, that some right. people just cannot be made happy. They're just straight out uh, nuts. You know, mm-hmm. they're sociopaths, and they should be avoided. And I think yeah, like not even agents, joking about that. It's just a fact. We we were not, yeah. you know, making that up. <laughs> yeah, it is a fact. I mean, you know, and Julie did some research prior to yesterday's radio show and gave you guys some real numbers. Four percent of the population are sociopaths, and boom, better boom. And the th- again, to just underline what evidently is the point that you guys seem to uh, take away from yesterday's show uh, the most is that. Yeah, when you get those people in your lives, you got to cut them out. You got to get rid of them ASAP because they're just going to make you miserable. So mm-hmm. the sociopathic type folks are the type that are going to make it so that you feel like you can't do anything right, and they're going to torture you. They're going to, you know, they they literally have no compassion, and they actually enjoy causing other people hardship. So go back and listen to yesterday's radio show. And start by going through all your leads. Start going through all your potential sellers. Start going through every aspect of your life and weed out the weeds. Get rid of them. Throw them out. And um, then maybe next time around when you're talking to new folks, if you have an intuitive feel that they're just going to be, uh, you know, not the types of folks you want to do business with, have in your life for that, you know, 30 to 6-month time frame, then choose to pass on them. It's okay. So that's one of the many wonderful blessings of being a real estate agent is you guys own your own businesses. You are entrepreneurs. And just as if you owned a pie shop or a, you know, a, a clothing store or a car dealership or whatever, whatever, you are allowed to say no. You're allowed to ask people to leave your store. So when you run up against the people that you just are just finding for whatever reason you cannot make them happy and you get the intuitive feel that they enjoy abusing you, it's because they do. So get rid of them. All right, so Julie, we have some shout-outs to some agents, coaching clients that are having a really fantastic year. I know you've got uh, two and I've got uh, one person that I had one of our coaches share with me uh, this morning. So go ahead. You have, I think, Colette McDonald or Lance and Karen Kenmore. You were telling me about yes, the Yes, actually two, pe- uh, two very uh, different ends of the spectrum here just to kind of demonstrate the variety of coaching clients that we have. First, we have a story from Coach Rochelle, Chelsea Merrick, who actually works a full-time job at a children's center, has only been licensed for three months, is also a single mom. And so huh. she's following what we call the survival plan, which includes the right way to hold open houses because opens don't cost you any money. And the very first one she did, she picked up an $800,000 buyer who signed an exclusive agreement. They are relocating. They have nothing to sell, and they have to move in two weeks. So that doesn't stink. 
right, for your nope. first one of your first deals. Um, so kudos to both Chelsea and Coach Rochelle. So that's on the, you know, have a full-time job, single mom, getting into real estate, getting started. That's on the on the getting going end of the spectrum that we coach. But then on the other end, we have the Kenmore team, Lance and Karen Kenmore, who we have been personally coaching for just under a decade. Now, Lance and Karen have been with us since they were in just about Chelsea's situation. I joke about them being real estate embryos that are growing up into being real professionals. So over the years, Lance and Karen have had a very steady um, you know, 24 to 36 to, you know, a couple of years ago, 100. Now they are absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, on track to do more than 300 transactions and make over a million bucks in real estate. So, yes, it's taken a few years to get there, but less than a decade, not so bad. I think they're doing really great. Um, and they, you know, yes, they have a team. They've got some buyer's agents. They've got great transaction coordinators. Very, very strong team. Um, and they have built out multiple spokes. They have eight very strong, healthy, systematized, organized, working spokes in their business. So that gives you lead, the variety. Lead, Back to you. Lead, lead generation spokes, but Julia, the Kenmores yep. also have been great at diversifying their you know, income. So they're not just dependent yeah. solely on real estate income. They've actually taken the profits because mm-hmm. they know that the true product of the real estate practice is indeed profit. So they've right. taken the profits because they've had it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and they've reinvested in other businesses. So they actually have income coming from other yes, businesses Yes, they have spokes well. even beyond yes. real estate spokes. So that's an excellent right. point because they have been able to do that. And, and guys, those of you who aren't familiar with the whole spokes analogy, just visualize an old-fashioned, you know, uh, out west type wagon wheel. And each spoke basically represents uh, a source of business. Right, so your primary spokes should be the ones that are based on your skill set, not not you know lead sources that you're paying for, because if you end up having to basically be reliant on paid for spokes, the problem with those spokes is they never last. So build your initial spokes around your skill set, um, and that's what the Kenmore certainly did. So you know the goal is to have seven or eight really strong lead generation spokes. If your wheel is rolling down the road and all of a sudden one of the spokes fails. Uh, doesn't work as it did, you know, maybe a few miles back. Well, guess what? You have seven or six other strong spokes to still support that wheel. What a lot of agents do um, without, I think, you know, knowingly uh, setting themselves up for failure, is they become overly dependent on just one or two spokes. I like to tell the story about the top producing agent that we personally coached um, who basically only did over-the-phone prospecting, FISBOs, expired centers of influence. And that's an absolute, powerfully, wonderful, great skill to uh, have. Now, what happened was she got laryngitis. <laughs> and being that she's an agent, guess what? She didn't listen to her doctor. She kept on making the phone calls. And then she got to the point where she literally lost her voice. Now, I'm not making fun of her because guess who did the same exact thing when he sold real estate? Uh, yours truly. So I can empathize with <laughs> her desire to stay on the phones. But what happened when she lost her voice is she literally couldn't talk for almost a month, couldn't say anything. Um, it wasn't even supposed to whisper. It was really scary for her. So when she got her voice back, when she was feeling better, you know, then she said, you know what, I need to figure out how to do some more spokes that are not just dependent on me. And that's where we came in and we helped her build the other spokes for her wagon wheel. And now she's doing better than ever. So scaling the idea of multiple spokes, multiple sources of business, scale that to your own sources of income. 
And then what you want to do is you want to start thinking beyond just the commissions you make, and you want to start thinking about other ways you can make income. Obviously, for agents, your first mind, your first thoughts should go to rental property. You know, then you should be thinking about some other opportunities that you might have that are parallels for your real estate business that complement it. And then after that, you can jump out of the real estate industry altogether and start looking at doing other things that generate income. Again, guys, you know, start with making your existing wheel, your lead generation wheel really strong, build a really strong profitable real estate business, and then take with the profit you earn from selling uh, homes, then you obviously then diversify that into things that are not dependent on the real estate industry. That's how you create passive income enough uh, such that you will one day, hopefully sooner than you think, be able to have money coming in that you are not actually working for. Our definition of rich is quite simple. It's where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Um, and the last shout out uh, for today's radio show is Mr. Brandon Jackson, who I know is a very loyal listener. Brandon, I know you weren't expecting me to say anything. Brandon's someone, um, he is one of the uh, managers of High Garden Real Estate, and they're a regional company. They have offices in the Midwest and North Carolina, and really great company, fantastic agents, yeah, powerful leadership. So anyway, Brandon is somebody who has learned how to be very effective uh, taking listing appointments. And just this past week, I wrote it down, he took three new listings. He had two pending um, and, you know, it's interesting. I asked him what he was doing differently than, say, for example, a month ago or maybe two weeks ago, and he said I wasn't doing anything differently. He said just, you know, the market, you know, for whatever reason came to me. I didn't give up when it was slower. I kept my head down. I kept doing what I was supposed to do, even when I didn't necessarily feel like doing it at the highest level, and then it paid off. And you know what? That was a great answer because that's the truth. That is the key to long-term, ever-continuing success is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, even when and you feel like the wind is uh, pushing against you opposed to being at your back. Good things to keep in mind, guys. Now, I'm going to give you guys another little high-level coaching suggestion here. So we're going into the time of year where everyone uh, starts focusing on uh, kids going back to school, and then it's Halloween, and then it's Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas, right? So there's a lot of natural headwinds that are ahead of us. So what you're going to see, and I assume that uh, a vast majority of the thousands of you that listen to this radio show every day are full-time or at least are aiming to be full-time agents, the easiest time of the year to take listings starts in about two weeks, okay? So remember I told you that. Why? Because there's a lot of expireds that are going to start coming up, a lot of frustrated FISBOs um, that are going to start popping up. You know, houses that were overpriced at the beginning of the year, maybe houses where they missed the real peak selling uh, season, you are going to have in your marketplace the number of agents who are even showing up at the office, let alone considering themselves uh, actively involved in real estate, you're going to see those numbers drop in many markets down by 75%, 80%. You guys know this if you've been in the business for a long time. Here, write this down. Okay? At the end of October, drive by during the week <laughs> most um, real estate offices and notice how empty the parking lot is. Okay? It's because the agents stop working. They're focusing on other things. That's fantastic. You know, hopefully you know by now from listening to the radio show or if you're one of our coaching clients, that your new year, 2016, actually started about the end of June, beginning of July. The relationships that you initiate, the conversations that you start, the listings that you took or will take, those are going to pay you in the new year. So build your momentum now. Get focused, drill down, hold yourself accountable, have your coach hold you accountable to specific results now. So remember what I told you. In less than a month, you're going to see the market starts to shift, 
back towards, um, you know, agents essentially going back into hibernation mode. I know it's kind of crazy to say that, but that is what happens. So you, full-time, or agents are aspiring to be full-time, you need to drill down and you need to absolutely positively attack your markets, use our scripts, use our pre-qualification scripts, use the techniques that we teach you. Um, the expireds are going to be the low-hanging fruit in many markets. There's going to be more than you think. Obviously, the uh, unrepresented owners, a.k.a. for sale by owners, centers of influence, all the normal spokes that we talk about, that market is coming to you, so make sure you are emotionally, mentally prepared to take advantage of it so that financially you can benefit not just now but obviously going into 2016. So, Julie, let's finish out the topic we started yesterday. Ready? You got it. So, again, it's 10 strategies to stop toxic people from driving you nuts. And I always joke, <laughs> not that that ever happens in real estate, right? No. <laughs> I know. Okay. So if you missed points one through six, catch radio uh, show from yesterday. You can get caught up. So we're going to start on point number seven. Know that you will soon be free of them, meaning the toxic types. Challenge yourself to make it a game. Now this is if they've already made it through your filter. They're either a current listing, they're a pending. Somehow they're already in your pipeline. Obviously it's better to stop them from getting there in the first place. Assuming they're there, know that you will soon be free of them. Challenge yourself to make it a game of being one step ahead until you close. This is actually a really good challenge to be able to deal with this. So remember that you are making a remember you're making a deal with the situation. Chances are you're still making good money per hour, right? So put on the big girl panties and get to work. That's what I say to my coaching clients when they have to deal with this. You Even when you're dealing Sometimes. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> Maybe it will help them. I don't know. But the point is if they've made it through the filter, you have to deal with them. So instead of deciding to be victimized by it, decide that you're going to be one step ahead and be better than the situation that you're dealing with. And realize too, even in the worst scenario where it seems like you're spending every waking hour, you're still making good money compared to what you would do if you weren't in real estate. So point number eight, get back to a place of being of service. Sometimes you have to get out of your own way, and that means setting your ego aside and simply doing your job. Your clients trust you to lead the way even if they don't verbalize this to you. They don't know how to ask for help, but they do know, but you should know that they do crave your leadership. So don't be passive about it, even to the strongest personalities. Remember, profit is the result of your leadership. And when I was writing this point, Tim, I was thinking also about as agents having to deal with our co-op agents when they have a toxic person that's creating problems in the deal. So just remember, you're here to be of service, be the leader, and make it close. So well, next no, point. Julie, yeah. the, but that, mm -hmm. that point you had, that could have really been three points. Because the, yeah. the first thing you said that's really important is to keep your ego in, in uh, check, really, guys. Mm -hmm. Be focused on the, the prominent thought in your mind when you're talking to your customers, your clients, is how can I be of service to you? So that is one of the most powerful thoughts that you can carry, carry around with you because it really, really does make even the um, uncomfortable conversations easier because you're not focused on yourself. So if you're thinking um, about yourself, if you're in the normal ego state that most people are, when you are forced into a situation where you're having to deal with somebody who might be toxic, you're going to react to their uh, behavior. In other words, you're going to come off as toxic. You're going to come off toxic yeah. to them. You're going to battle back. So you're coming from your ego state, right? 
So if you're also, let's say, for example, you're, somebody sends you a referral and this is a referral for a really high-end seller and you're nervous about it and you're thinking about what are you going to say, how are you going to say it, and you're thinking about, oh, my gosh, what if they say this and I say that? What if they ask how many you know, $5 million houses you know, you've sold and you've sold none, and what if this, what if that? See? So that is ego. That is your ego trying to freak you out so you actually won't do the work, or if you do the work, you won't do it at a high level, versus if you have the prominent thought when you're following up on that $5 million listing lead, I am here to be of service to you. It's my job to help you solve the problem. So just having that thought in your head, um, having that mantra almost written down on a piece of paper, which is a great idea, that will push those fear-based, you're not good enough type thoughts out of your head, at least temporarily, so you can actually engage with that prospect, engage with that problem, you know, seller or buyer, or, you know, problem agent, whoever it is, and you can push through it and you can actually do your job. So the being of service mindset, guys, is one of our founding principles, and I know it resonates with all of you, or at least it should. Well, I know who it doesn't resonate with is the sociopaths, but that's okay. You guys probably don't <laughs> like our radio show anyway. <laughs> We're okay so, with that. You can go so, away. So that's the, that's the main thing. And Julie then said something else, too, which is really worth mentioning. Um, your clients, even uh, – well, your clients, especially because they're under pressure. And let's say there is a sociopath that somehow is part of the transaction. Say the buyer's a little crazy, and your sellers are just super sweet people who are just getting the you know bejeebers kicked out of them by this buyer or the other agent or whatever, whatever. So they're expecting you, even though they might not ask you to – uh, they're expecting you to be a leader. They're expecting you to take control of the situation. And if you don't, if you let them lead, uh, the transaction might close, but they're not going to respect you, and they're certainly not going to send you any referrals to do business with you again. So you have to take the leadership role. You have to keep your emotions in, in check, and we've given you lots of techniques on how to do that so you can close the transaction. Guys, that's ultimately when some of you talk about being a customer service and you know, all the rest of it, that is the service that people really expect, you to take the stress away so the transaction closes smoothly. So, Julie, the next point you wrote down, which I really love, is know that you're in good company. So go ahead. Yeah, so when you're dealing with the toxic types, know that you're actually in good company. There is not a top producing agent in the country who hasn't had to deal with toxic people. The best ones learn from those relationships and take steps to minimize that problem in the future. Okay, so the thing is that, you know, it's almost like a rite of passage. So you're really in good company, and the agents that you know and respect you know, you can talk to them about how they've dealt with that. I, you know, I was just talking about the Kenmores. They had a crazy for sale by owner pop into their office and basically throw a tantrum. So, you know, know that you're in good company. It's actually normal to deal with the toxic when you're dealing with the public. That's part of the deal. So point number 10, it gets better with time. Experience really does help with dealing with toxic folks. You'll get better and faster at identifying them early and at the same time, your skill set will be improving so you have the confidence, confidence to actually do something about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough to hear that it's going to take experience to get better at this. But really, the thing is, it's not going to be just one time you deal with toxic people. They're going to pop in and out of your practice. And it does get better because your experience will give you the confidence to say, you know what? I saw a sociopath just like you last year. Now I know what to do. So it does get better with time. So let me read point number 11. You read the description. Sure. Know that 9 out of 10 times, non-sociopathic toxic people really don't mean it. So not every 
Uh, we're not giving you guys permission just to label everyone that gives you a hard time as a sociopath so you can fire them, okay? So don't take this to the extreme because the reality of it is, is a lot of folks, <laughs> you know, if you list the top, I think there's been tons of studies done on the things that cause folks the most stress, right? Um, you know, moving is one of them, you know, <laughs> loss of a job, loss of income, uh, you know, a death in the family. There's all these things that basically are kind of a high watermark for stress in people's lifetimes. We've all had those experiences at differing levels, I'm sure. So what you're often dealing with when you're dealing with folks are the most stressful experiences of their lives, especially if they're moving out of state, new job type things. Uh, maybe they didn't even want to move. Uh, then you're dealing with the, uh, the stress from their families. Guys, this is a business that is going to cause people oftentimes to be on their worst behavior, not on their best behavior. That's the reason it's extra important that you have a level head and you remember your most important uh, aspect of your job, what you should be focused on primarily, is being of service to those other folks. So, yeah, you're going to come across, you know, 4% of the population are just sociopaths, but you will have normal sociopathic people that act sociopathic. So when you run across those folks, you just need to basically say, hey, you know what? I know you're under, maybe you just say this to yourself, maybe you say it to them, I know you're under a lot of stress, I'm going to take care of the problem for you. I'm going to solve it. Don't add to it. You need to almost have a, um, you need to have a distance in your mind between what the situation is and yourself so that you're not reacting to their emotions. If you get pulled into their emotions, if you get pulled into the emotions of real estate, you will burn out fast. This is a stressful job if you are not prepared. You literally... Think of yourself every day, you know, when you put on your suit and tie, you put on your, you know, your uh, ladies, whatever you guys put on. <laughs> it's basically like you're putting on your suit of armor, okay? That's really what it is. A suit for a man is a modern-day suit of honor, armor. Um, you know, medieval knights, that's kind of what, you know, mentally and emotionally, if you think of it like that, and as such, you're supposed to act in a certain way, dignified, there to solve a problem, there to protect those people that you've been, uh, that you've uh, agreed to protect, your clients, get it? So this is, again, goes back to your mindset, which Julie and I are firm believers that 90% of your success in anything in life is mindset and 10% is actually um, skill set. So, Julie, next point. You got it. So the next point is that, uh, point number 12, our last point, be grateful for learning the flaws that toxic types always find. Cranky, particular, stressed out types are like heat-seeking missiles looking for the flaws in your system. That's just a fact. So instead of being frustrated and irritated, which is, of course, the normal, natural first reaction, instead be grateful that they identify those issues for you and fix the flaws. If they're pointing out things that you know are not wrong, realize the toxic are the anomaly, not the rule. So you've got to make a judgment call. Are they right about what they're pointing their finger at? And if they're not, then just move on. But if they are, fix it. So your job is to learn the difference. So again, be grateful for learning the flaws that the toxic types always find in your business because they really are like the heat-seeking missile that will just go right to the tiniest little thing that might not have gone right. But embrace that and say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to fix that. That just makes it a lot easier than being frustrated by it. <laughs> Make sense? You know, Julie, this is, this is a good time uh, for us to drop in the fact that, guys, um, you know, if you need any help, if you need any special help, if you need a free coaching call, just ask for it. You don't need to be sheepish about it. Don't be shy. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and request a free coaching call. Look, guys, it's normal to lose a little bit of steam this time of year, okay? It just is. But now that you know 
that we're entering into what's going to be the best time of year to be chasing listings. Uh, it's not the spring, guys. It's now, trust me. So now that you know that, it would be abnormal for you not to try to leverage that information to set yourself up for the rest of this year going into next year. If you don't know what to do, if you need a little surge of adrenaline and motivation, um, you know, the proverbial kick in the pants, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, a lot of you are joining our coaching programs, and that's great. The purpose of this radio show is to basically help you guys, whether you choose to become one of our coaching clients or not. But for those of you who do, we are now offering uh, financing. So we offer in-house financing for all of our coaching programs, which allows you to get into one of our coaching programs, guys, for less than 170 bucks a month. That is a real coaching program with a real live coach where you have a half-hour coaching call per week. You heard the number right, $170 a month if you choose to go with the financing route. That means, guys, that you don't have to wait around to, uh, to the point where, you know, maybe you don't feel comfortable committing to $1,000 a month. No problem. You do the financing route with us, it's $170 a month for the same exact experience that would otherwise have cost you 1000 a month. Okay, I don't like to talk about this on the radio show, but I know some of you are looking for that extra help to take your businesses to the next level, and there's the path for you to follow. So, Julie, in conclusion, go ahead. Yes, so in conclusion, you cannot eliminate toxic people entirely, but you can take steps to minimize the times that you have to deal with them. You can learn more from the experiences and be inspired to generate more business so that you have to tolerate less toxic prospects. Remember our saying, when you generate lots of business, you have to tolerate less toxic prospects. Why do we work with them sometimes even when we know they're toxic? Because it's the only lead you've got right now, and you figure, why not? I ought to be able to deal with it. And then you end up hating that at the expense of better quality business. So learn to generate more so you can tolerate less. A secret to this is increasing your skill set to protect your mindset. So write that down. Increase your skill set to protect your mindset. Your family, your bank account, your heart and soul will thank you. So take control so you don't lose control. Make sense, Tim? It does. So what's your homework from today's radio show? Like every radio show, it's to really drill down. It's to really take the actions necessary. Don't let too much steam out. I know it's summer. I know kids are going back to school in a couple of weeks. I know all those things emotionally are going on in your lives right now. Look at them for what they are and then think about like pull things in to motivate you. Okay. So for example, if there's still plenty of time for you to have a great year, those of you, vast majority of you are having the best year of your lives uh, business-wise. Well, guess what? Make this the best year of your lives even more so. Take it to the next level. Don't give up. Don't just wind down. Don't rationalize that you shouldn't be pursuing your goals with the same level, if not more aggression than you did at the beginning of the year. A lot of you have accomplished your goals. Julie and I were helping you goal set, you know, last July or January, rather. Well, I know you've exceeded your goals, so reset some goals. Maybe do goals around spoiling your family over the holidays. How about that as a goal? Or paying off some debt or maybe still buying a new car or doing whatever it is that you want to do that's going to get you motivated. Do not let go. Do not let up and do not back off. Stay focused. Do everything in your power to make this your best year ever. And then, guys, that momentum will carry you into next year. So like a lot of you, our business is growing quickly. I mean, matter of fact, since the beginning of the year, we have added between coaches and salespeople over 50 people. And one of the constant challenges we have is, like you, communication. So how do we all keep in contact with each other? We have actually upgraded our entire systems to VTech phones. Now, I personally was very fearful of getting into the whole, you know, figuring out what phone system to use. And I was very tempted to even do what a lot of you are probably doing, just say, well, the heck with it. I'm just going to go with the cell phone and use that for 
for everything. But unfortunately, cell phones have a lot of limited use. The drop calls, the receptions, the audio quality, all that good stuff. That's the reason that we are looking for a really great solution, and we went with VTech phones. And now the wonderful thing about VTech phones, and I'm going to give you guys some more specific, specific information about that now, is that they're just so easy to use. They're just plug and play. You don't need an IT guy. You don't need to call out you know, your phone guy. It's simple. It's an elegant solution that all of you need to seriously consider, whether it's just you and an assistant, or it's you and your in your team, or frankly, the VTech four-line small business phone system might even be perfect if you are working out of your house and use it as your home phone. VTech's new four-line small business phone system is the perfect solution for small business owners that need to install a phone system that has the qualities and features that they have previously only been available for companies with bigger budgets. The new system is the most affordable and easy to install four-line system on the market. The four-line small business phone system components include the main console and the optional of expandable cordless desk sets, cordless accessory handsets, cordless headsets, and speaker phones, allowing the system to grow alongside a business up to 10 Extensions. The VTAC four-line small business phone system components are available in stores and online at Office Depot, Office Max, and Staples, as well as online at vtechphones.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.